guys, this is the further discussion portion of my interview with Alex Svetsky, the CEO of Amber. If you haven't checked out the rapid fire portion yet, then after you're done listening to this one, head on over there. It's where I ask a series of questions and then a bunch of word associations at the end just to kind of get inside the mind and get some insights into how these amazing people are thinking about Bitcoin and the work that they're engaged in. This is about an hour and 15 minutes long. It's just a general open discussion. Both Alex and I are insanely enthusiastic about Bitcoin, and I think that comes through. So uh, that's it. I hope you enjoy. Let's do it. How you doing? Good, man. Good, good, good. Thanks I, for um, jumping on a call. Of course, man. Thank you. You're hosting a barbecue or something like that today? Yeah, so I've got um every every month or maybe two or whatever, whenever I get a chance, really. I try and get um, all the Bitcoiners from um, from around Brisbane and the area and whatever to um, to get together. And we come, we talk Bitcoin, we cook up some meat, we um, we hang out for the day. And um, and yeah, man, So and, and because I'm going to Latvia next week and I'll be Latvia, London, um, I'm going to head into the US for a little bit um, and we haven't caught up for a while. I just thought I'd put something on, catch up with everyone. And so what's like... What's the hot topic around the uh, Bitcoin barbecue these days? What do you guys geek Shit. out on? Dude, we haven't we haven't caught up in months, man. The last time we caught up, I oh, wonder what the fuck was going on. Um, and I feel like we caught up early this year, and and I was, um, oh, it was kind of like just, oh, actually, that's right. We caught up the day before, um, or, or a couple days before that, the April Fool's pump. So we've got this funny meme, right? So every time we catch up and we, you know, we talk about Bitcoin and all this sort of shit, um, a day or two later or that night or whatever, Bitcoin starts fucking pumping. <laughs> I'm sure it's because it's, of the barbecue. <laughs> dude, it's, that's exactly what it is. We figured out. So every time we feel like a pump, we're like, all right, guys, it's time to get dinner or some shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I mean, I, I think. Well, what's maybe a better question is what, what kind of excitement are you going to bring to the barbecue? Like what's. What's uh, getting Alex going these days in the Bitcoin industry? Uh, dude, I um, I mean, I, I don't know if you know much about what I'm working on, but yeah, know, we'll Amber, yeah. So Amber's the the product that I'm I'm working on. I'm just trying to get more people, you know, just fucking holding it and buying some Bitcoin. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, the the Twitterverse is is interesting. Like the the thing that got me triggered most recently was that uh. That silly chick who put up that um, tweet saying, "Oh, you know, nobody saw the altcoin thing coming." <laughs> blah blah blah. And I was like, "You fucking idiot!" Like, it's like to me, that's the height of arrogance. Is someone being ignorant and dismissive of all of the warnings and everything that everyone was saying, and then when they lose everything, to turn around and say, "Oh, you're just fucking toxic." It's like. You know, don't be so fucking arrogant. Just number one, if you want to be respected and fucking considered, admit that you're wrong. Like, have some humility. Like, say that you were stupid and that you were ignorant and that you were doing dumb shit, gambling on fucking shit coins that you didn't understand. Yeah. And then pe people will fucking welcome you. But don't, don't be a fucking arrogant shit who just turns around and just calls people, you know, mis toxic misogynist because they told you not to fucking do that. And you went and did it anyway. Well, that's the humble part about Bitcoin. You know, stay humble, stack sats, which has become the, the predominant meme these days and very relevant to your business, I'm sure. But, you know, that people, I, I feel like people will interpret that first part 
many different ways depending on on where they are. Stack sats is is obvious, right? But stay humble. Like we could, you know, we're all probably lacking a little bit of humility in certain areas, and then maybe maybe over humble in other areas. But you know, that's a prime example of missing missing that point entirely. You know, you're you're, you're not not only are you still not like you missed the lesson in in the mistake that you made, and yep. now you're doubling down on the mistake by saying that. It was some. It wasn't your fault. You couldn't have seen it coming. Nobody was saying, saying. You know, nobody warned you. But this is the this is the kind of shit that permeates uh, the industry. You know, so that's it, dude. I, I um, it inspired me because I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start my own channel soon. Um, and the the, the first episode I, I recorded last week, so I'll probably push it live um this week. And and I'll, I'll make it. It's gonna be a YouTube channel, but I'll just post everything um as audio on um. On like a podcast or some shit. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be called Wake Up. But um, th- th- this whole thing inspired me to talk about how uh, what's quote unquote you know considered toxicity is actually you know Bitcoin's immune system and, and it, it, it's Bitcoin's uh, it's the Bitcoin network and the community's immunity to stupidity, charlatanism, um, you know, uh, high time preferences and like fucking all of the crap that's going on and and the greater the stupidity guess what the more toxic the response is going to be like any functional system has immune responses and immune responses i mean you know when you're sick and you've got the flu guess what your white blood cells are they're fucking toxic to the flu mm-hmm. so so that is a natural function of a system and it's it's a self-protecting um mechanism and and that's what i mean i love how bitcoin you know how analogous it is to a living organism because yeah. you know we are the participants that make up you know that protective um you know that <laughs> fucking we're the lymphatic drainage system of bitcoin and we're um you know we we blast fucking people and we we sound arrogant we sound like assholes but we come from a place of truth we come from a place of honor we come from a place of saying what's fucking right because we're We've got the balls to stand our ground, right? Uh, instead of just buying into the next fucking Ponzi or the next stupid, you know, veneer ideology that someone wants to sell somebody. So, and this this is another thing that kind of reveals the the ego and the lack of humility is that ultimately, even though it may not at first seem this way, that response is compassionate, right? Like, yes. And and even even though I mean, many of us and many people that 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 respond that way they probably enjoy a little bit like needling people and slapping people across the face a little bit and saying i told you so and don't don't be so fucking stupid but ultimately a lot of it does come out of a place of compassion saying look i want this this thing to be successful i want bitcoin to be successful i want the impact that it it could have on humanity to be realized i need you to stop being such an idiot if that's going to be the case so I actually do want the best for you. Like I don't want you to be yeah. wrecked. I want you to put your money in the best possible chance we have for this thing. And you're yep. being a fucking idiot right now. And so, exactly. you know, and that's yeah. that's the tough love which you know so many people today are just not used to receiving and 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 have a negative response to. Dude, it's so true. Like when I when I say it to people, and people are like, oh, you know, why are you so aggressive? And I say it's because I actually care. Yeah. If I didn't care. I would I would not say fucking anything. I would let you go and do your stupid shit. Um, but I actually fundamentally give a fuck. 
and you know call me an asshole call me arrogant call me whatever you want to call me but i actually care and it's particularly like you know my, my girlfriend gets annoyed at me sometimes because um you know, I'm, I'm very sharp and pointed with particularly people who are close to me, mm-hmm. um, you know, and when they do dumb things, like I, I will pull them up on it. I, I just do. And, and like, you know, my mum my said something really dumb when she came and visited me um, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and like it just, I must admit, it, it triggered me. Um, and, and I just sort of like put her in a place and my girlfriend's like, you're such an asshole. How could you speak like that to your mum? And I was like, I, I, I said it because I actually care. It's you know, and I don't want her to buy into stupidity. Um, can you, just can you say what what she said, or do you not want to oh, out her like that? No, no, no. It was it was something about Trump, man. It was um, you know, she she was watching some fucking stupid documentary, you know, obviously written by leftists who are you know pumping dumb propaganda about Trump, and she's like, oh yeah, you know, like she said something really, I, and I kind of remember what it was, but it just like. It just irked me the wrong way. I'm like, man, do, do you seriously sit there and believe the fucking shit you watch on TV just because some moron reporter decided to, like, say something? The guy can't even fucking wipe his ass or run a lemonade stand, and he's going to sit there and comment, you know, give his opinion yeah. on how politics and how things should be run and why Hillary Clinton was a much better fucking, you know, potential leader for America. Like, fucking, what are you thinking? So Wait, just, it's, it's so funny you say that. I mean, and I'm sure... You're the same as me. Like, my, I love the shit out of my mom, right? Nothing but love, biggest heart in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. But we've, you know, we've butted heads my entire life on this issue, right? Like, I would come downstairs or upstairs or come home from, from living away, and she'd have on the 8 p.m. nightly local news, and then after that, the national news, and then after that, the entertainment news. And I, I come into the room, and I'm just like, like, do you see, is this... Is this how is this what's informing your perspective yeah. and view on the world? And yeah, and yeah. and by the way, this is just one person's very broad narrative. If you really want to know about the world, and I remember when like a few years ago, I was like, look, I'm gonna set you up with a Twitter account and you can follow Martha Stewart and you can follow fucking Jamie Oliver and Roger Federer and any and like the news sources, like the national news site and all that stuff we'll just curate your own news so when you want to know about stuff you just give it a few flicks and and your very own curated like news source is there for you and you don't have to have anybody else controlling telling you what you should be caring about you get to decide and um it lands on deaf ears though you know and uh so that's just that's i think that's just the difference between you know people more and more people that are being drawn in this space that have always kind of been like, no, nah, I don't accept that handed down from on high narrative. Like I, I want to know for myself, I want to focus on the things that I'm interested in that I think are important versus people that, you know, are just kind of status quo adherence. And that's, that's a pretty big difference. And that's why part of, part of the reason why Bitcoin adoption has been tough is that because we're trying to bridge that gap. Man, the, the, there's a saying, right? The, um, the, the, the teacher will come when the student is ready, and I think that that's literally Bitcoin is the greatest um, teacher. Yeah, and it'll it'll come into everyone's life when they're ready. Like I, I, I to my everlasting regret was um was not ready when I first heard about it. You know, I was too busy with other shit yeah. um, the first time around. 
Um, I was, you know, too too caught up in gold and silver and all of that sort of shit. And I saw this internet funny money, and I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, you know, the second time I heard about it, um, I, you know, saw Roger Ver crying on a fucking documentary. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And um, and anyway, I was like, you know, too busy, too, too busy with building tech companies, doing whatever else I was doing. And it was the third time around, man, when when I heard it, and I was ready, I was primed, um, and I was looking for something, and. The you know the further the further I went down the um you know the proverbial rabbit hole um the more I realized that this is the, the most profound thing happening um, not only in today's generation but in probably any generation um, throughout the history of mankind like this is and I know I sound like a raving lunatic saying that shit but um it it really is right You're preaching to the converted man it's okay yeah. <laughs> you know but yeah and and I I feel that way a lot too and especially on the pod thus far you know we we really get into like the uber optimistic um you know views on on bitcoin and stuff but it's it's difficult not to like i heard you say recently that um you know you found what you're going to be doing with your life basically and that's not only is that an amazingly i'm sure full like awesome feeling to you know like know that all that kind of potential and energy and ambition that you have inside now you have a worthy canvas on which to push all yeah. that stuff you know and that's that's i think that's how a lot of us feel and we're all kind of finding our way through in that regard and that's that's fucking awesome the energy and the innovation and the happiness that that's going to unleash is incredible you know um but i but i i it's it it, it is one of those things that it's weird how it initially hooks people and i th- and i going back to the humble thing that we were talking before like i think you know you can you can dismiss it I dismissed it originally because I thought I got it. I I, I came across it early and I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I didn't get the tech enough to appreciate the level of innovation. And then I thought I understood it enough to dismiss it. And I've heard you say that you were a gold bug and back in, you know, 06, 07, you were listening to guys like Schiff and Rogers and Salente and these people. Dude, exactly the same history as me. And I I thought (laughs) everything was fucked and it was gold and silver all the way. I had a gold money account since like 2005 or something like that. Like, I, you know, I was there and I, I didn't think, I mean, I, I guess I thought gold and silver were a safer hedge than Bitcoin. And Hell yeah. that's yeah. a that's a reasonable way to think when you've got something with a tiny, tiny market cap that just emerged as magic internet money. Like, I often think like the, I don't want to take anything away from the early adopters because some were like very, they had a lot of really good foresight, but a lot of them stumbled in ass backwards and, you know, ended up Dude. working out. We we know who the prime example of right, that is, right. right? The world's luckiest fire fire fucking cracker salesman. So you, you're right. That that's the thing. Like I think some of us were just too arrogant. And and I'll put my hand up, you know, in the beginning and just say it. Like I was too arrogant when I first heard about it to look any deeper. Yeah. I I thought I knew what the fuck I was doing. Um. And I was. And, and do you know what? It's just. It's so. Um. Oh, it's like poetic justice, right? It's you know. If you're arrogant in this space, like you will get taught a fucking lesson. You know, if you're arrogant enough to think you know where the tops are or the bottoms are, you're gonna get taught a lesson. If you're arrogant to think you know it all already, you're gonna get taught a lesson. If you're arrogant to think that it's you know reached its zenith, you're gonna get taught a lesson in any way, shape. If you're arrogant enough to think that you've, you're gonna fix Bitcoin, you get taught a lesson. If you're arrogant enough to think some other shitcoin's gonna be better, you're gonna get taught a lesson. It's it's such a and you know what? I deserve every little bit of you know 
the the consequence of my arrogance from the early days. Yeah. You know, I, I 100% deserve and, and I accept that because, you know, I was too stupid to, to think about it earlier. But here I am now and I will not fucking make that mistake again. Yeah. I mean, I think in it could be a truth or like a kind of a universal that truth humbles, you know, and I yes. see Bitcoin as this and I, you know, it's maybe it's hyperbole, maybe it's a little over the top, but like I see it as this truthful, pure sort of entity that's has a lot of different that's moving in a lot of different ways. But when whether you encounter a truth in that capacity or like a philosophical truth or whatever, I you know, truth humbles you because it, it, the reflection that you like it reflects back onto you. And if there's any kind of crap or bullshit or or uh, artificiality or, or whatever that you're you're c- confronting it with it's going to reveal that and so mm-hmm. i think that's why a lot of people get humbled by bitcoin and why a lot of people are kept out of bitcoin longer than they should because their ego is keeping them from it from seeing it big time and and i don't know if it's um yeah it, it's it's ego in one sense but um it's it's just <sighs> yeah i i don't like to demonize the concept of uh of ego too much um, no, no, because no. it's um you know it's it's been demonized by you know all the 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 leftist ideologue type movements which you know state that you're not important your ego is not important you're nothing you know it's all about the collective so so i think but 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 in in saying excess. That the, the, yeah it, it's the the essence of what you mean by ego there in terms of um you know being the i i i am um you know how can i say i know um when you don't um it, it's that humility versus the arrogance i think that is um you know which one could argue is associated with ego um that i think is the the downfall and and man matt odell and is just the stay humble <laughs> element is just fuck spot on yeah like this it's the the most one of the most profound things ever um one of the most profound memes that um that's ever been quoted man it'll go down in history man and it's so funny to think about that right because matt's just a you know a a quote-unquote according you know according to him normal dude who's really into this stuff and it just popped into his mind for you know whatever inspired it in him and he said it and just by virtue of the fact that the subject matter we're dealing with and the times that we're in, that will be immortalized in like in history. It's 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 ridiculous. <laughs> there will be textbooks in the future. It fucking actually stay, will be. Ch- chapter Chapter Eight: Stay humble, stack sats. Right. I mean, that's not even a, a stretch. I mean, that's oh, I bet on that. You know. So it's and and to your point about like now once you saw it now you're in i mean i think once you do see it you have very little it 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 grinds on you until you decide like all right i got to commit to this thing because you begin to realize the the gravity of this moment in time or like how special it is i mean and again this all this whole conversation is presupposing that we're right so we'll just get that out of the way entirely now so if people are listening being like these fucking dickheads think they're right about this and they're wrong yes you might be fucking right about that but let's suppose for the sake of this argument that we're actually going to be proven right then we're at yep. we're at a time right now like you'll look back and punch yourself in the dick for not being involved in in this at this moment in time yeah the there's um I can't remember who said it first it's like the the 
the risk of not being involved now is far greater than the risk of being involved. Um, right. Just, just, just before I jumped on this podcast, I've been, I've been spending a little bit of time trying to jump on, you know, podcasts that are like that are at the periphery that that aren't sort of Bitcoin podcasts. You know, that that are sort of more about entrepreneurship or more about startups or more about, you know, I was just on one earlier called. Um, uh, money and millennials, I think it is, um, and it's just a, it's just like a podcast about you know what millennials should invest in. You know, it's got nothing to do with Bitcoin or all that sort of stuff. But you know, I, I want to start red pilling people from you know from outside the community. Um, and the oh shit, what was I saying there? What what was the point you just made prior to that? Uh, um, you'll you'll be you'll regret basically if you don't. Oh yeah, get yeah, involved. that's it. Yeah. So 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 my point to to them was literally the the idea that. You know, we're we're seeing um, in you know, fast forward like we're we're seeing the emergence of a new money. And last time society saw this was over millennia with gold. Yeah. And you know, it is now a far greater risk. I mean, it's always been, but like fundamentally more so now. It's a far greater risk to have zero exposure or zero involvement to Bitcoin um, than it is to do so. And you know, I, I hope that that meme starts to pick up. Um, so that everyone, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, one could go back five, six years and sort of acknowledge that, Hey, you know, that there was an inherent amount of risk in getting into Bitcoin back then. Right. Um, you know, sure, it, it was still sure. small, it was still nascent. Um, you know, like there was fuck all software, you know, like you could have sent your Bitcoin to the wrong fucking person. Like it, it was, it was a mess. Right. And but that that's a normal function of the stage of where it was at. Now, there's just no excuse. You know, th- th- there's apps like what I'm working on with Amber. I mean, you know, shit as Coinbase is, it's still like a fucking easy on-ramp. Like, the, the, there's no excuse anymore. And fundamentally now, the, the level of access to uh, Bitcoin is so much greater that, you know, anybody who's not doing it is literally just being ignorant. Like, they're choosing to be ignorant and arrogant and that is a risk um, far greater than um, than being humble enough or open enough to um, to learn it. If I'm going to use a Bruce Leeism, you know, to to sort of to empty their cup enough to actually take some of this in. Yeah, and and you're totally right. And and so you can be excused if five years ago you were like, this is never going to work. But look, where we are now, we've had like three, four boom and busts, and it's reemerged from the ashes. We've got. In, the biggest institutions in the world de- developing infrastructure to to offer this to clients and and all the associated services and stuff like that. Like this is here now. Not, it, they're yeah. not going to turn around next year and be like, "Da dump." Like, oops, we th- th- this obviously isn't going to work. Like this this is here to stay. And and the people that still have their head in the sand sand. I just it's difficult for me to relate to them because what whatever criticism you might have had five years ago. They they it's, they would have been hard to defend, but now I mean, like, yeah. you know, Fidelity doing um, custody and some of the biggest institutions getting involved, and you know, and again, the fact that it hasn't died, it's like, what more do you need to to change your opinion that this thing is just fucking funny money scheme, Ponzi scheme, whatever? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what more do you it, have to it, see? 
furthermore, like the, the amount of education and podcasts, like, you know, you're doing Stefan, you know, the Marty and Matt, like fucking there's so much content out there now like five years ago you didn't have that like five years ago you had fucking roger ver crying on tv about babies dying like you know f- yeah you know that you could say that you got turned off yeah. because there was a fucking idiot talking about this shit who you know managed to trip over and fall into a bunch of bitcoin early on um you know but but now like there's so much on youtube there's so much like and and whilst you know that comes with its own problems right is the you know the the noise versus signal um you know i I just think again coming back to our earlier point about toxicity and about you know that stubborn minority is that you know we the bitcoiners have been consistent we have been there in the ups the downs when everyone was you know saying oh yeah fucking that just should just blow up in your face didn't it like we have been there consistently producing content educating people being there for people you know as hodlers, as, you know, advocates, as people, you know, doing episodes and podcasts and all this sort of shit, like all the other garbage, man, that all fucking disappeared. It was all just weak fucking chase the next fucking bubble versus us. We rode the shit in the downs, in the ups, in the whole lot. And, um, and, you know, people have that material now They they have the people that they can go out and listen to. And, and, or, or, you know, not, not, not listen to in the sense that, you know, I'm fucking, you know, Alex almighty, take my word for it, but listen in the sense that take it in, make your own fucking judgments, um, and do it from a first principles basis. Yeah. Um, it's all there now, man. Like I, yeah, I, I kind of, I have, sorry, go ahead. You go first. No, I was just going to say, I have, I have no remorse for anybody who, um, who sits there and dismisses it now, because at this point in time, it's just pure arrogance or ignorance. Yeah. Yeah, and one of the things that is for me, whether I can, whatever it is in life that I'm confronting, like I do, I look closely at the conviction of the people that are promoting something, right? So whether it's Bitcoin or or many different other areas, and one of the questions I ask on this, and I'll ask you later in the rapid fire portion, is at what price would you sell seventy five percent or more of your Bitcoin without the need, without the necessity to do so? The reason why I ask that question is because I want to show the listeners how much convic- conviction people have. And the answer has never been like, oh, five million bucks a coin, 10 million bucks a coin, a billion bucks a coin. The answer is always never. You know? And mm-hmm. so w- when you encounter that level of conviction about something, it's got to at least cause you to stop and think and be like, what is inspiring this level of conviction in people? And then oh, yeah. that answer will probably get you really, you know get you really going on that that uh, on the trail on the rabbit hole you know yep 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 i uh, i was on um btc magazine did a podcast with me a couple of weeks ago and i don't know when it's going to come out but you know i was talking about um how like if bitcoin was anything else like and i know you, you can't compare it to you know a company or anything like that but if, if it was anything else by you know, by any standard definition of success, Bitcoin would be considered the greatest success in society. It has, it's been around for fucking 10 years straight. It's stronger than when it started. It keeps getting stronger. The momentum keeps increasing. It's, you know, it's grown into this quarter of a trillion dollar, you know, savings account, blah, blah, blah. But most importantly, it's got a pack of you know, I'll call us all raving lunatics yeah. doing podcasts, doing fucking conferences, doing this, doing that. Dude, the 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 company who's <clears throat> the, the company who's arguably got the 
most amount of raving fans in the world is probably Apple. Mate, they would fucking give all their money <laughs> to to have like supporters like what we have. Like to, to have a fraction of what you know the Bitcoin community has. Like you you tell me you show me one other thing in the world that has um people with this level of conviction willing to die on the hill um willing to stand for what they believe in nothing there's fucking nothing else out there no and it's 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 wild because also and and this is a conviction is obviously part of this but the people that are engaging in the space you know and especially from like a, a core development level like how do you stop something where it's kind of volunteer it's voluntary base like people are contributing yeah. to it because they see the the future value in it and they want to contribute to it and yes the incentive structure is there that if they're owners of, of you know pieces of the network they benefit from the price going up but like nobody's being paid salaries here on a, on a, on a core level people are just like this needs to exist and I'm gonna I'm gonna spend my time on it without compensate direct compensation I mean yeah. that's another thing with, when you consider that for the first time you've got to stop and think be like Wow, like what, what other things in society inspire that level of dedication, work, and commitment without direct reward? You know, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, no, yeah, that doesn't exist. Like I, I said this on, um, I think it was with, uh, uh, what's his name, with Brady and um, Guy Swan at Bitcoin 2019. You know, we were having a chat and the guys were like, um, we, we were talking about Amber and, and I, I just literally said, I, you know, I found the thing that I'm going to, you know, dedicate and devote you know this stage of my life to and however many stages you know thereafter and you know i i don't you know i don't care how big the competitors are that come into the space because i'll fucking do this for free <laughs> i don't give a shit yeah <laughs> come at me <laughs> you know like i i don't care like you know you, you cannot fucking stop me and, and you know i don't know if you saw the article uh i think it was released a day or two ago by nick carter or, oh, dude, I, it's it's a, literally sitting on my screen as my next um, article. I love Nick's work. Right, and so I, I I read it last night actually, and he basically encapsulates what we've just been discussing. That like this is we've all we all know this is a revolution, but he kind of gets into the weeds a bit more about that, and just like like most revolutions, people are inspired by the cause. They're not mercenaries that have to be paid to like you know yeah, march on yeah. something. They're 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 literally willing to sacrifice themselves for the cause. And it's yeah, dude. You just said a word there that triggered me is um, uh, mercenaries versus missionaries. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. That that yeah. We, we we are the fucking missionaries. And, and you know, I, I mean, I'm not religious or any of that sort of shit. But there's so many religious undertones in this space. It's it's fucking funny. I get into um, them all the time. <laughs> oh, dude. You know, have you ever um have you ever uh spoken to or met or interacted with Haas McCook? Nope. Okay, you definitely should. So he's another Australian Bitcoiner, like old school Bitcoiner, fucking legend. Um, we we call him Father Haas because he's um, you know, he's just got this this presence where, um, you know, he, <laughs> I'll give a little anecdote from him. Um, when someone asked him about you know, oh, you know, I've I've gotten into crypto. Have you heard of um, you know, what do you think about Ripple? And his answer to that was. Never heard of it. <laughs> and it's like the most demeaning. <laughs> like, <laughs> just. Are you are you a, a fan of MMA? Do you watch MMA? Ah, uh, dude, I I used to um I used to do a bit of that myself, but I haven't watched or you know 
actually done in MMA for years. It, it, but. it reminds me of the best comeback. It, it, so Conor McGregor was at a press conference uh, with a, like a bunch of the main fights for the year. They do these like these are the main fights for the upcoming six months or whatever. And so he was the, the, the he stole the show. Obviously, he was running his mouth and all this kind of stuff. And he was saying how there's nobody to fight him, blah, blah, blah. And Jeremy Stevens, which is like a top five, uh, 145 pounder, big, mm-hmm. big, big puncher, lots of power. He's in the back of in the back row, basically. And um, Connor's saying, like, who the fuck can fight me? Who who is there for me? And Stevens is like, right here, the hardest hidden puncher in the 145 pound division. And Connor just goes, Who the fuck is that fuck guy? Yeah. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, the best comeback of all time. It's the ultimate shutdown. But yeah. um yeah, I'll um after this call, I'll send you some of Haas's stuff. But he he's um you know he wrote a couple articles about you know the Church of Bitcoin and you know and this idea of tithing Bitcoin and you know like people putting ten percent of their salary um, and tithing it into Bitcoin are actually um, performing the greatest form of charity for the world because they're fundamentally helping everybody else in the world. Um, you know, and it's just it's some really interesting um undertones. And he talks about how the different level of believers, you know, represent the different uh, level of believers in religion, like you know the um, you know the the high priest, the this, the that, and it's just it's just a really good um, take. And you know, Huss is a great guy. You should definitely have him on as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that uh, introduction for sure. But I think if you know if this thing keeps progressing the way we probably both expect it to, those narratives are just going to get stronger and stronger. You know, because it, it's going to as it permeates more philosophies, more areas of life, more of the of the normal, uh, quote-unquote, real world, I mean, it's, these things are going to be inescapable over time. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've got my next business. It's going to be called the Church of Bitcoin. <laughs> well, I was speaking with, with Gigi the other day, and he was like, I can't wait for there to be like Bitcoin monks and Bitcoin temples yeah. and shit like that. It's like, yeah, probably. That's probably going to happen. Oh, uh, mate, I'm, I'm going to ask you about uh, Amber now, but just before I do... Will we fuck up the the connection or the situation if you turn around and get that natural light on your face instead oh, of your yeah, yeah, yeah. your back? Let's let's switch. Let's switch. Yeah, I've been, I've been looking at like uh, Darth Vader for the last ten oh, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. good. Not not dodgy at all. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, man. So I I want to keep going on some of these things, but before we do, like, why don't we just get the rundown on Amber and kind of how you came to it? What's the purpose? All that stuff. Okay. Well, I mean, it's really simple. Is you know, I've been harping on about bitcoin for god knows you know three three and a half maybe getting getting into four years now um fuck it's 2020 holy shit um yeah so (laughs) dude it's wild (laughs) we we are about to close out the decade you know that um you know that bitcoin has been in existence incredible but um yeah so so i've been running around telling people to buy it and, and effectively the 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 objections that i've been getting uh too hard i don't know where to buy it i don't know how to buy it i don't know how much to buy it you know i don't know which one of all the fucking shit coins to buy and all this sort of stuff so um you know i, I just thought i'd try and answer that in in one clean simple product um which allows the average person to download an app you know link their bank account for you know simple direct debit they can set a frequency and an amount and they can dollar cost average their way into bitcoin and basically remove the stupid out of people's 
decision-making process when getting into Bitcoin. Yeah. Like as soon as you start trying to fuck around with the markets and trying to read tea leaves and try to trade and think, you know, tops and bottoms and fucking all this horse shit, you're just going to get yourself into trouble. The, yeah. the, the best methodology with this thing is like, and, and I kind of even try and transcend the idea of investing in Bitcoin to collecting Bitcoin. So, so I came up with an analogy and I think I was mentioned it on um, Stefan's podcast, which is, you know, buying Bitcoin now is, is is analogous to collecting shiny yellow rocks when society was using shells um, as a means of you know storing value and transacting and um, tra- transacting value right so and those yellow shiny rocks in the beginning didn't couldn't buy shit you couldn't buy a single fucking shell you couldn't buy you know a blade of fucking grass or a grain of salt for an entire rock of this you know yellow shiny shit that People couldn't eat, they couldn't cook with it, they couldn't wear it, they couldn't do anything with it. But as society slowly by slowly realized, you know, the the objective attributes that it had and realized that it could be used as an object or a good that could represent the work or the energy that we put into society, we started to agree that it was a good object or a good, you know, uh, medium that could be used as money. And the smart people who in the early days were collecting these fucking yellow shiny rocks that everyone thought they were stupid for doing ended up being the people who held, you know, disproportionate amounts of wealth. So what we are doing now in Bitcoin is we are collecting fucking wealth. We're collecting the hardest money possible on the bet or on the premise that the rest of the world will, you know, whether through choice or through necessity, also realize that this is the most superior, profound form of, you know, crystallized work or crystallized energy, money um, that has ever existed. Um, and, and, and that is what I want Amber to stand for. Is, is I've, I've tried to build a product for the most low time preference uh, form of money uh, in existence, which is Bitcoin, and build a product that is also low time preference in nature, which is you can't fucking buy and gamble. There's no order books. There's none of that shit. It's just download, link your fucking account, set a frequency and an amount, and piss off. Yeah. Like you can withdraw it to your cold storage if you want to at any point in time. You can do whatever the fuck you want. But this is a method for you to take, get yourself out of the way and get your fucking ego, you know, if we're going to use that word, out of the way. Get your arrogance out of the way and just stack sats, just accumulate. Um, and get your, that, that's and the, get your fear out of the way. You know that that stops a lot of people because well, people, a lot of people think I'm not an investor. I know nothing about financial markets. I know nothing about anything. This clearly isn't for me. And I think you know, I think what you're saying is you're trying to create a solution where you you take away a bit of the the, the fear and uncertainty and apprehension about that and say, don't look at it as an investment that you're going to sell in one, two, three, five years. Yeah. Look at it as just a, this is a means by which you can accumulate something of value that you should have some of for, yes. for whatever eventuality, right? 100%, 100%. You want to collect Bitcoin. That is you, what you want to do. You want to collect, well, you know, these days you can't really collect Bitcoin anymore. So you want to collect sats. Right. You know, that, that is literally what you're doing. Like the, the other analogy that I give is sort of, um, and I think Trace Mayer talks about this is, um, is you know, Collecting Bitcoin today is, you know, claiming territory on this, um, on this digital network that is, um, you know, finite um, in in its unit availability. Um, 
And it's kind of like, uh, you know, I can't remember where I read this, but you know, in something like 17... 1780 or 1768 or whatever it was um you know times square was purchased from the indians for a couple um skins you know so basically uh, like you know what was the equivalent of a dollar 50 or some shit like that so you know the, the 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 first settlers in america they were collecting land which is this scarce resource um and they, they were collecting property they were collecting terrain turf like whatever the fuck you want to call it collecting bitcoin today you are doing that on the scarcest, most finite, most profound digital network in existence. Yeah, and there's already an existing parallel that you can look to, and it's just to kind of say, look, what if you were an early investor in Google? You would have made a shitload of money, right? Yeah, that would have been sweet. What if you could have owned a portion of the internet and benefited from everything that was built on top of it? And it's kind of like a mind-blowing sort of a realization, right? And and I think we all agree that the value contained within the Bitcoin network will ultimately probably exceed that of, of the Internet. And if you, you know, to, to impress upon people that that's why you want to at least have some of this is because you don't want to be left out in the cold. You don't want to have no claim on, on ownership of this network, even if it's yeah. just small. Because you know? like you said, it's going to get to the point where you're not able to stack Bitcoins. And for mm -hmm. some, for many people, we may be there now, but you, yeah, it doesn't mean yeah. you can't access it. it. Doesn't mean you can't yeah. begin accumulating. And and this is again the humble part. Don't think like I need to get all in now, or it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. a, a dollar a day will add up over ten years. Fuck yeah, man! Yeah. It's um, it, and it's also so I'll touch on two points there. Number one is um, the you know the 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 arrogance or the anti humility um about Oh, you know, some people got into Bitcoin and they were buying it for a couple of dollars and now I have to buy it for $15,000 or whatever and being, you know, arrogant and saying, well, look, you know, I'll, I'll wait till it comes back down or, or, or whatever other fucking justification you give yourself because you're bitter that somebody else got in earlier than you did. Um, and you will fucking keep yourself out of the greatest revolution in history yeah. because you don't want to be humble enough to um to participate in something that somebody got into earlier than you. I have no fucking qualms with people who got in earlier than me. Like, you know, I mean, maybe except for fucking Roger because I just don't like that guy. <laughs> 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 uh, other than that, you know, but, but, you know, a fool is soon parted with his money. So, you know, Roger is a fool and, you know, long term that, that idiot will, um you know, wreck himself. And that, that's just, you know, the, the beauty of a, um of a, of a natural capitalist type system. But, yeah, it's. I think that uh, bit of arrogance, and then also I just want to touch on the um, the game theory around. You know, Bitcoin is just going to end up sucking everyone and everything in, because the 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 the, the cost benefit of not being involved is going to reach different people and in different institutions and in different organizations at different points in time. And, you know, when, when people tell me about, oh, you know, well, what about governments? You know, wh when is a government going to, you know, do something about Bitcoin? And I'm going to, like, my answer to that is when the game theory suggests that, you know, they are, um, th that it's a smarter decision for them to hold some now than not. Um, and, and at some point in time, Bitcoin's game theory is just, like, economic game theory is literally um, kind of like 
biological game theory. Like it, it's it is a system. It, it is a it is a system of survival. And for those that want to survive, you know, the, the game of you know economics and society and you know everything that we see around us in the world, um, th- there will come a point in time where it, it you know them being involved will you know trump not being involved the 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 question is just the matter of when right right <laughs> yeah and you know the game the game theory of bitcoin is another of this such intriguing unique facets of it but mm-hmm. like people need to re- like we in bitcoin we say in many in many different areas first slowly then all at once and that's that's the type of behavior that the game theory inspires. Yes. So, for example, if we're talking about governments or central banks or whatever, it'll be a trickle. It'll be nothing, nothing, nothing. And then once the, the game theory begins, let's say in, yes. in, in earnest, then it's going to happen incredibly quickly because it'll be apparent the, the, the risks and rewards of being involved and not being involved. And so yes. it seems like it's way far off, but once it starts, it it just comes right to the front. And, you know, this has happened. The game theory has played out in different levels and different parts of the network effect of Bitcoin's growth already. It's just a matter. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if, you were, if you were waiting or if, you know, in earlier parts of, of Bitcoin's growth, then you, all of a sudden you realize instead of $100 was $1,000. Instead of $1,000 was $10,000. And again, if we're, if we're right about this, then that'll keep playing out. And you want to, I mean, the sooner the better. Before the next game theory kind of opens up, right? Before that, yeah, that's that starts, you want to you be getting your piece. Yeah, well, so, so right now, the game theory is strong enough for the funds and the large-scale exchanges and institutions to start getting involved, right? Now, you know, and, and by them now getting involved, because they're looking at it and they're saying, look at all these fuckers making money and shit, um, and we're missing out. So, you know, the game theory suggests that they now want to get involved. And right. in doing so, they're going to strengthen it. And at some point in time, you know, some sovereign is going to just say, well, fuck this. We're just going to hold some reserves. And that shit's going to leak. Um, people are going to lose their minds. Um, some other sovereign's going to jump in, um, you know, if they haven't already. <laughs> and and it, it's just going to perpetuate. And it's just, man, like... When I think about that, it just reminds me how fundamentally early we really, really are with this thing. Right. It's um, it, it's incredible, man. Yeah. Well, this is this is another thing. And you mentioned ego and people that as as uh, being a reason why people don't get involved. You know, I'm sure you you listened. Well, I, I heard you say that you followed Peter Schiff before, and you know his. I can't stand that guy. Yeah. I, I know his his recent. Well, yeah, I can't stand him either. But he he did say in his recent thing with Pomp, I think it was, is that like, you know, after all the, he was denying everything and blah, blah, blah. But he said like, well, in, in any case, it's, I missed it. It's at $10,000 now. I was looking at it when it was like 50. I missed it. And, you know, like you said, it's so early. If we, if people could just check their ego and whatever else is prohibiting them from zooming out a little bit and and seeing that like, at some point, ten thousand is going to seem super cheap, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it keeps a lot of people out. Yeah, there's there's a saying I like. I'm I'm reading Atlas Shrugged again for the second time this year because I just love that book. If, if you have, have you ever read any of Ayn Rand stuff? No, actually, no. Dude, dude, man, I cannot recommend reading Atlas Shrugged 
um, more been, like it's been on the she, list she, for a long time. Dude, she she practically predicted fucking Bitcoin um, eighty years ago or, or seventy years ago, whenever it was written. Right. I swear to God, like it'll bring chills down your spine reading <laughs> that shit. Like it is fucking incredible. But I'll check it there, out. There's a there's a saying in there which is um check your assumptions. Right. Um, and, and I just love that saying, which is, you know, check the assumption that you're making when you're sitting there and dismissing it. Check the assumption you're making when you think you've missed it. Um, you know, check the assumption that you're making when you say this thing's a fucking scam. Are you just buying into some bullshit ideology? You know, are you mixing it up with BitConnect? Like, you know, check your assumptions. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's called check your premises, which same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, always good advice for everything. But uh, one of the things I was thinking about uh, in preparation for this, man, was, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur, obviously, lots of ups and downs, very frantic, kind of busy lifestyle, lots of uncertainty. And then you're in, you're in a space where there's so much going on, like just to keep up with the goings on in Bitcoin is, is very difficult. Who wrote what article, yeah. new products, new services. And then in the background, you've got running this just insane and ever-growing optimism and excitement for what this thing will be and how it will change the world and how it could tra- change your life and all that kind of stuff. Is it difficult to bring your mind down to something, to, you know, to focus it down on your task at hand when this big crazy thing is happening in the background? It is, man. It is. And, and this is sometimes what some of the community sometimes doesn't understand. Like, you know, like I've had flack from some Bitcoiners about, oh, you know, Amber is, um, you know, you guys don't have any wallet functionality in there. Like you don't support Beck 32 and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, there's so much going on. And, you know, I'm so like enthralled by the space and all, all this shit that's happening and, you know, how quick things are moving. You've got lightning, you've got all, all this sort of stuff. Right. But, you know, when, when you're building a business, um, you can't move that fucking quickly because number one, it's just impossible. <laughs> number two, unless you've gone and raised some fucking Ponzi scheme ICO and you've got a hundred million in the bank, <laughs> you know, like, you know, b- building a startup requires resources and it, and it requires, you know, building something within a set of constraints. So you just can't fucking do everything. You need to prioritize different things at different points in time. And then also you need to actually focus on the, the layer where you can add value. Like I'm not going to, you know, compete with um, Kraken, for example, on providing the best exchange service with the deepest order books and, you know, the best advanced trading algo or what trading facility for people because that's not the service I'm going to provide, you know. So, yes, whilst one could probably go and get a cheaper um, bit of Bitcoin through Kraken because they've got better liquidity or, you know, if you're going to buy a hundred grand worth of uh, Bitcoin, you go and buy it off Kraken, you know, they're going to have lower exchange fees because they're designed for something else. You know, we have had to stay strong and say, look, that is not our product. That is not our market. We're building something which is going to act as an entry point for people. And, and trying to stay true to that course, I must admit is difficult because, as a Bitcoiner, you see so many things going on and you just want to have your fingers in all of it. Like, you know, I remember doing our roadmap up earlier this year and I was like, all right, we're going to fucking do some lightning stuff. We're going to do this. We're going to build a swallow. We're going to do you know, all this sort of shit. And, um, and thankfully, like I, I hired a, um, a head of operations, um, to, to help me with the business about, you know, four or five months ago. And he's brilliant. Like he's been the, the godsend, um, for this company because it's allowing me to, to step aside 
and stop whiplashing the fucking entire team with you know a new idea every five minutes (laughs) and um you know he's able to keep them keep us true to you know the customer the user base that we're um trying to serve and and the the mission which is you know being the the easiest and first place where someone can buy their fucking bitcoin right um you know that that's what we want to be and if 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 we can maintain that then hey long term we can deliver other stuff you know whether it's lightning functionality whether it's you know some form of interest bearing accounts whether it's um you know some form of form of you know merchant payment facilities or paying your bills or whatever the fuck it is like we can do other things but building that foundation and this is probably analogous to you know bitcoin as well is we didn't need to go and raise the block size and fucking do smart contracts and do all this shit because bitcoin is optimized first for building a solid secure foundation later we'll be able to abstract the strength of that foundation and build other things above mm-hmm. so so you know really you know taking the time to to not you know i guess you know, not listen to the market for a moment and not be you know just yanked in every single direction about you know what every tom dick and harry wants today yeah um being able to say no to that is really really important um when building a business and you know trying to add some value um along the way so so yeah so so to your point it's very it's 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 not easy um you know it, it's a hard slug building building a business bu- building any startup is fucking difficult you know and any tech startup but but doing it in in this industry where there's so much that you could potentially be doing and so many things that people want to see but at the same time trying to like really just you know get get your piece right yeah um it's um it's difficult but hey that that's the challenge i chose yeah and you know it's the legacy of in in if if you're as involved and as kind of ear to the ground in the industry as you know for example you and i are then you know things are you you keep abreast of the things that are changing so fast and you kind of feel an obligation to to stay up to date you don't you don't want to be left behind you don't want to seem like an idiot all that kind of stuff but especially if you're building a business like you are you know it's so important to remember what your mission and your target your market is right like yeah, yes yeah, it's yeah, super yeah. cool all the, the tech and innovation we love to geek out about it and diy hardware and lightning and all this kind of stuff but if your mission is to onboard the next hundred million users or whatever it might be like mm-hmm. that that's a very specific set of that's a very specific specific service that you need to offer and a very yes. frictionless sort of service that you need to offer and even relating it to like most, like we were saying before, if if really the, the name of the game here is to accumulate and hold, you know, like uh, the, the the Morpheus meme, right? Like, are you telling me that uh, I can sell? I'll be able to sell my Bitcoin for ten million dollars? Like, no, Nia. I'm telling you, when when the time comes, you <laughs> won't just, have to. It's like, why why would you want to trade? You know, like even even people have an inclination to trade because it's volatile and because it's a super liquid asset and all the rest of it. But like. I think the the narrative that's beginning to emerge and that obviously that you're trying to cater to is no, just get in, get in. And then once you're in, secure it and yeah, stay in and and get further in over time. And that focusing on that that is obviously going to come at the exclusion of like some of the sexier things that are going on at the fringes. But, you know, that's the name of the game. That's it. It's it's one must. And and like I was talking to someone the other day and talking about how important a constraint is. Um, Like, you know, the most creative people are those who can set a constraint 
and work within that because that's when creativity can flourish. When you don't have constraints, you don't have a boundary within which to operate. And like that, that is analogous to Bitcoin's twenty-one million dollar con- sorry, twenty-one million coin constraint, the one megabyte block constraint. Like all of these things, you, society is built, um, you know, around or w- within the the boundaries or the constraints that we collectively agree are the fucking best. Um, and, and that's when you can actually build things of value. So, you know, and, and a constraint by definition means that, you know, you're going to have to say no to some things. Um, and, and it takes fucking courage to do that, man. Like, you know, you know, the, like it was a constraint for us to only offer Bitcoin. Like in the beginning, I was going to offer Ethereum until the, the more I fucking hung around, the more I realized that was a steaming pile of shit. Right. So I, introduced a constraint in the product which is it's bitcoin fucking only guess who didn't introduce a constraint coinbase they went from bitcoin to fucking b trash to you know litecoin to whatever other shit coin that they've got listed on there hey they threw constraints out the window and they threw their integrity out with it low time low time preference right they want as many trading fees and all that kind of stuff as they can generate they'll they'll shill you know shit coins uh all day long if they if they have to to do that yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, we chose to have a constraint to be narrow, to be the signal in and amongst all the noise um, and, you know, d- deliver something um, which has, you know, t- which comes with some fucking level of integrity yeah. um, as opposed to, you know, throwing that out the window and just, you know, be- being like blown with the fucking wind, you know? I agree. I, I dig it 100%, man. And, and like, when people interact with that, you're also educating de facto by saying, like, we only, you know, we only give you the opportunity to accumulate Bitcoin. You should be asking yourself why that is, you know, and that sets you on a, a on, on a path as well. So, you know, constraints do exclude everything else, but simplicity is also a beautiful thing. And if the, the you know the the more simple and streamlined you can make something for people, especially something that they're that's extremely foreign to them, mm-hmm. you know, it's you know, it's just about finding that and making it click, but you know, I'm a huge fan of simplicity and 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 constraints properly applied. You know, yeah, correct. Well, since simplicity is in itself a, a form of constraint, you know, so it's a form of intelligent, sensible constraint. Um, you know, c- constraints are really c- contentious word, you know, because you know, it, it, it in some ways it implies a limitation of freedom, right? right. And you know, so some people, you know, like. Constraint unabated or or constraint not agreed to, um, you know, via consensus of you know those being constrained, um, you know, is is very dangerous. And that's what you have with you know authoritarian regimes and all that sort of stuff. You know, when I talk about constraint, I talk about a voluntary constraint for the purpose of um, you know allowing the rules to be known, the rules of the game to be known. So Bitcoin's constraints around one megabyte blocks and 21 million coins is a constraint with which we all opt into and agree to for the purpose of knowing the game that we're playing and being able to verify and validate what we have, you know, what's out there, blah, blah, blah. So, so it is a very fucking important constraint, you know? Yeah. Whereas, um, you know, you've got the, the, the ETH monkeys running around and saying, oh, you know, fixed supply doesn't work, we'll just keep printing shit. They have no fucking constraints because they have no integrity or conviction around what they're actually doing. So they'll just fucking make it up as they go. Um, you yeah. Know, like, I, I think, you know, constraints properly applied are are used to maximize the the expression of whatever the thing is, right? So if you think about it like playing the piano, like you, you mentioned this a few seconds ago, like 
the rules of the game are such that it allows for the maximum expression of the beauty of the music that can be played. If you release all those constraints, then you just have a mess of noise and it doesn't make any sense and it's not it's pleasurable. You know? Yeah, correct, correct, correct. Anything you look at, like language, you know, you've got 26 letters in the alphabet, you've got five vowels and you've got 21 consonants. You know, change that shit up. You just get gibberish. You know, nobody understands what the fuck's going on. You have a canvas. You want to you want to paint a painting on a fucking canvas. The the canvas, you know, parameter the a perimeter is the constraint. Now you can go and be creative within that constraint. And so so yeah, it's um interesting concept. Yeah, um, Alex, I'm gonna break into the rapid fire in just a moment. But I in in prepping for this discussion, you know, I listened to presentations you made on YouTube, podcasts you've done with other people, things you've ri you. written on Hacker Noon and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I definitely feel an affinity because I feel like we're probably close to the same age. We kind of came up in a similar way. I mean, we already shared the kind of gold and that sort of story. And I mm -hmm. think we both kind of have an extremely, you know, perhaps over-curious, hyper-aware sort of mind and way of interacting with the world. And I'm not yeah. saying that in a like a boastful way. In many cases, that can be detrimental, and it has been for me. But uh, what's like what apart from anything we've discussed already, either within Bitcoin or external, what's kind of like setting your intellectual self on fire these days? Like, what do you spend a lot of time thinking about, or gets you excited, or because I know you study history, anthropology, you know, all all this kind of stuff. Fair, mm. fair game, but I'm just wondering, like, what's where, where, where's the depth of your rabbit hole at the moment with any any given area of interest? Where do I start? Let me. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I've you know, I I, I want to. I'll I'll read out a couple um ideas that I've sort of written here on one of my. Uh, notes that I'm going to sort of expand on, whether through video or through writing. But you know, th this this idea about like um, personal responsibility and and sovereignty. Um, you know, I think is is such an interesting concept and something that um, I can't remember. If, but Naval said this a little while ago. But he 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 put up a, a tweet which was like. Um, you know the, the the future of the world is going to be you know free small free states that are um you know pr protected and sovereign um you know they're, they're protected through technology and they're, and they're sovereign and they're free um you know in between these these large um authoritarian you know fucking homogenous states that um that you know you kind of don't want to be in right yeah. um and you know we we can do that today because um you know we we've got a you know a free economic system you know through which these you know smaller free states can sort of um uh operate now that that's sort of at a at a at a macro level then then at a micro level is you know for the first time in history you know we've we're moving into a time when through through technology and through something like bitcoin um you know, we're able to be individually sovereign to to a degree that we've never been able to be before, and, and that and that's such a profound like shift. It's such a profound um, zeitgeist of our time. You know, if if I can put it that way, that um that I don't know whether you know ninety nine point nine percent of the world even realizes you know is actually ha happening, and um. 
and you know like the the preppers have been talking about this shit for so long like you know i went through a phase where i was a fucking prepper you know ready for the end of the world like i was <laughs> buying gold and silver dude there you go <laughs> and and you know like you know you think that you know, each, each generation has their, you know, gen, you know, group of preppers who are fucking crazy enough to think that, you know, that this is the time that it's all going to blow up in our face and, you know, I'm going to be ready with my baked beans and gold and shit and lead. But, um, you know, it, it just seems realer and realer. And, and I don't know whether I'm just in my own bubble here or whether we're in our own bubble, but it just seems times are changing, right? right. And um, this this personal responsibility and self-sovereignty Sort of being the counterculture, being the um, being that contrarian viewpoint that's emerging now in a grassroots fashion, um, but having the having the kind of the foundation of the substance to be able to be self-sovereign or be um, personally responsible, unlike we've ever had, you know, ever before. Like, you know, thousands of years ago, you might have been you know, self-sovereign, but you're out in the fucking savannah <laughs> and, um, you know, you get your ass eaten by a fucking lion, you know, that, that we're not in that same space anymore. So, so that's one big area. I think, um, I'm also another interesting thing that I want to write about is, um, this idea of like, and I know I've, I've seen Jimmy song tweet about this a couple of times talking about how, you know, the elitists, you know, are the ones who, you know, have, um, have ruined the world and all this sort of shit and you know don't be an elitist i, I want to question that I, I think the word elite is such a, an important um concept like being part of the one percent i think is um is so important to society like the, 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 how, how do i um say this without people fucking pulling the pitchforks out uh, it's it's one percent because you're the fucking best being an elitist because you're the best is something that everybody should strive for you want to be elite you don't want to be an average fuck you know the people we have problems with are not the elites it's the rent seekers who are claiming to be elite but they're not fucking elite they're leeches the elite are the best the elite are the ones who are the contrarians the elite are the one percenters and we can't all be the one percenters in everything but we can all find the thing that we can all be elite in right and, and that's, that's just awesome. another really interesting concept that um that i like so and, and it kind of almost ties into this idea of personal responsibility and self-sovereignty is like you know b being an accomplished deep um sovereign person is um is something that really fucking fascinates me and it just has so many parallels with, with um you know with everything that's going on in bitcoin that you know it just it just gets me so much more enthralled in um you know in what we're all what we're all doing what we're all fighting for here yeah i think that's a great way to put it and you know right now in the culture today the predominant kind of view of the elite is like people that have way more than they should have and as a result we should we should take some from them and you know, obviously there's a lot of shitty behavior by those people, but again, I think it's a manifestation of the system on which it's built, not, you know, an inherent flaw. I mean, like you said, it's, it's a law of nature that there's going to be a distribution of the tallest tree, the most successful people, the strongest, you know, animals, the fastest runner. That's just how things play out. And that, that may be impossible to transcend and we probably shouldn't want to, but I, 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 I love you know, I, I love what you said in terms of you can't be, everyone can't be elite in the same category. 
but everyone can be elite in a category. And I, I do think that using or the foundation of a system using a sound money like Bitcoin will get people to, at, if not totally stop, focus less on only being elite in the, let's say, financial category, i.e. being in the 1% of wealth and give them the confidence, the freedom, whatever, to pursue elite behavior, elite, uh, uh, elite objectives, uh, elite capacity in, in the area for which they're most, uh, which, where they have the talent, where they want to devote their energy, where they have the most interest and curiosity. It'll take the focus off just the, 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 the accumulation of that money that's in the system. Dude, it's um, you know, if 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 money is a function or a byproduct of the value you add in society, right? Um, then if you're elite at something and society wants it, you should be duly fucking rewarded. That the problem is today is money does not map back to input in society or value or any of those things. It it doesn't map correctly to that because right. if you're one of the privileged few, if you're the rent seeker, not not like oh, I really want to separate rent seeking elites with actual fucking elites yeah. if you're an elite and you've gone and added incredible value to society if you're an elon musk or a jeff bezos or some shit like that you fucking deserve every penny that right. you have and more because point. you've added that value um and you deserve that shit like if you're you know if you are the best fucking fighter in the world and everyone wants to watch you um you know you deserve that fucking shit right yeah. and then if you're stupid enough to blow it all fucking you deserve that shit too right um but what 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 is irresponsible and what creates distortions in society is when people can acquire the resource that, measure, that, that measures value input in society, i.e. money, by not adding any fucking value. Right. And that is currently able to be done because we have such a shitty monetary system where you know, the few who are the rent-seeking elite can um, print this fucking resource out of thin air whilst the rest of us have to work like that they basically in their in their world tails they win heads you lose <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, exactly and that's why incentive structures are so important and that's why bitcoin is so exciting because the incentive structure is going to produce a different type of behavior the incentive structure in the system it. we have now produces the behavior you just described and it's detrimental yeah. to a lot of people you change the incentive structure and we get we get a different scenario and i think that's what a lot of us are hopeful for and why we're so into this and just back to uh, the self-sovereignty piece, you know, I got a bunch of shit from friends, you know, number of years ago because I, I bought a bunch of dried food, right? And I wasn't, I, I wasn't like a doomsday person. I didn't think the world yep. was going to come to an end. First of all, I'm from an island, right, in the, in the North Atlantic, the East Coast of Canada. Yep. And, and so it's routine that if there's a snowstorm, a winter storm, whatever, the boats will stop coming in for a few days the grocery stores will be empty like that happens pretty much every winter at some point and so from a, an extremely pragmatic point of view uh, uh, six months a year's worth of dry food for like two to four people was like let's say 2000 us something like that yep and i just thought best case scenario and, and it lasts for 25 years best case scenario i never have to use this i amortize the 2000 over 25 years and i'm okay with that expense right worst case scenario i do need this and there's literally nothing that i would need more and how much value would i place on it if i needed it that's that's how i was thinking about it and 
I, I determined that I would place a tr- food for four for myself and three family members, let's say, for six mm-hmm. to 12 months. Mm-hmm. I would pay everything, and my family would do the same, everything we own to have that because that's our link to survival. And so I weighed those two things and thought, two grand and, you know, throwing two grand down the drain versus, you know, a, a safety net of some kind. We all, I spent two grand on a fucking, tr- not, not that I, I I have spent that kind of money on a trip somewhere, right? Like yeah, traveling for a few months. Yeah. Stupidity. Yeah. yeah. A couple of weekends, you know, a few, six months of weekends out, what, however your spending habits are. But like it's not a tremendous amount of money. And, and so yeah. I just made the bet that it was a worthwhile investment. And of course, I got torn up by, by friends like you prepper, your doomsday and shit. And it's, it's just a matter of enhancing sovereignty. Not Dude, not being at the whims of the boat that's coming in, of the farmer's you know drought or anything like that, and it, I think we're entering a generation now where I said this the other day on a podcast where the 20th century was globalization, right? You want avocados from Mexico, you want you know fucking yep. fish from Iceland, whatever. We're technology is allowing us to be more and more self sovereign, and it's so exciting because the more sovereign you are the less people can lean on you, the less dependent you are on people, and the less they can force your behavior by saying, we'll unplug your power, we'll cut off your water, we'll yeah, cut off yeah. your food supply. The more sovereign you are physically, the more sovereign you, you can be intellectually and, and psychologically. And then that's freedom. That is true freedom. And so when, we get, when we get to the point where we can ha- have our own food source, our own energy source, be our own bank, manage our health more independently all those things which are happening now and converging i mean i'm so excited for the society that that's going to produce because it's going to be a lot more free thinking free living individuals that can interact on a basis of genuineness and creativity and trust rather than trying to one-up each other trying to expose advantages that you have over people trying to manipulate things you know and so that's a huge motivation for me Dude, it's it's yeah. Everything you said is spot on. And then I think um, one of the other things you just described there was um, the same. So you just uh, you know this is again another reason why you're in Bitcoin. You just described a symmetry in your decision around buying two grand worth of dried food. You know the the asymmetry was you lose two grand on the downside, but you save your fucking life on the upside. Yeah. That that is asymmetry, and this is what people don't fucking understand. They don't understand asymmetry. You know, they're they're willing to um to to be comfortable and disregard uh, tail risks, um you know when they happen. So so what you did was you bought an option, you know, and hey, sometimes options expire fucking worthless. Right. That's you know the the name of the game. But that 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 smart option holder is the one who fucking survives or <laughs> succeeds yeah. when the shit hits the fan. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I just think I love the self-sovereignty awareness that Bitcoin is bringing to people that start engaging with it. And, you know, I, I'm sure there'll be some turbulent times in, in the quote-unquote transition. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's why we're in this, so that we can, we can have a, a better world, ultimately, as cheesy as it might sound. Dude, it's not cheesy at all, my man. It is... Um, <laughs> it is... Uh, Every generation's fought for something better. Um, we just are lucky enough to have the the technological capability and now the monetary capability to actually um, really make things better in a profound way. So, yeah. fucking power to us, bro. Alex, uh, I know we could, <clears throat> excuse me, probably go for four or five hours, but you got a, a barbecue to attend to. So, 
we'll save that for uh, sometime when we're face to face and we'll just plug in and go down every fucking rabbit hole we can think of because I think we'll probably have a lot of uh, a lot of stuff to say about many of them. But until that time, uh, do you want to throw out some destinations for people that want to learn more about you, Amber, that kind of stuff? Yeah, man, for sure. So um, I'm on Twitter. I'm one of the, the, the toxic plebs on Twitter. Um, so at Alex Svetsky, so A-L-E-K-S-S-V-E-T-S-K-I. Um, or if you just type in my name in Google, you'll find me on like Hacker Noon, on Medium. Um, fuck, I'm on LinkedIn as well, believe it or not. <laughs> I think everybody is just kind of yeah. by default there. Uh, it's- it's one of those cringy fucking places, right? Yeah. Um, so, so I'm on there. And then uh, Amber is um, the Amber app. So T-H-E, Amber app. Um, and, you know, that, that's on Twitter and all that sort of stuff. We're only available in Australia at the moment, but hopefully um, Europe uh, before the end of this year. Really? Um, or sometime around that. Yeah. Wow, so fingers exciting. crossed, man. Cool. Yeah, man. It's um exciting time. So that's that. And then, um, and then also what I might th- throw in is a little plug. So I am starting my own little channel. Um, it's, it's not going to be really podcasty. It's going to be more, um, ranty from me. Um, it's going to be called the wake up podcast. So I'm still giving it, you know, the name podcast, but it's going to be me more fucking ranting about shit. Um, first episode I'll drop, I think, uh, next week, which might be same sort of time as you're dropping this. And it's going to be a, basically I'm going to dissect the, the Dan Tapiero, Raul Paul, um, Raul Paul, um, real vision episode where I'm going to just hit on a couple of the things that they were talking about and try and correct not not from a place of arrogance but from a place of caring yep um and sort of you know try and hopefully have it as a resource that other people can point to uh if they kind of find themselves confused about some of the bitcoin concepts um and then i'm going to try and do you know at least two or three a month where um where i go on some mad rants talk about bitcoin economics the sovereign individual and all that sort of stuff dude i fucking love that and it's i mean i feel like there's so much potential with the, the mediums that are available, video, audio, whatever. And, you know, we kind of default into the interview format. And I, you know, I've been doing that for a long time and I like it, but I'm also starting to play with other applications of that media because you could, you, you, like you said, you could just fucking rant about something. You can dissect a video, you could read an article. The, I, yep. I feel like uh, there's so much more, uh, there's so much more creativity to be, to be brought to the space. So uh, I fully support that endeavor. In any case, I know you got lots on your plate, man. So thank you again for uh, for taking the time to speak with me, and uh, wish you all the best in with Amber and future endeavors. And I'm sure we'll we'll talk again in the future. All right, bro. Thank you so much for having me on, man. I really, really, really enjoyed this one. All right, brother. Take care of yourself. Take care. Peace, man.